Blog Talk Radio.
is coming out of us at this time. The moon is at one degree Pisces. It's inspiring tonight's talk in general about the moon. And um, the moon is conjunct to Neptune. Makes it, again, very deep. This is a very deep moon time. It's, if you're dreaming, if your dreams are very um, uh, especially um, psychic, especially connected, uh, it's because tonight the moon, all through the night while we're asleep tonight, the moon is going to be conjunct Neptune. Fascinating, very deep, very strong access to uh, the collective unconscious. We'll talk about that um, a little more in just a second. Mercury is also in Pisces, so that's adding another another layer of um, uh, depth and perceptiveness because our ability to communicate in those realms in in places where there's no words, our ability to understand art, poetry, um, and, and likewise globally, I guess there's some. Uh, maybe fantasy-driven energy where we're not clear about seeing the facts of things. That could also get in our way if we're, you know, not deeply connected with Pisces, but more living in the shadow of Pisces energy than we could be more, we could be more imagining things. But Mercury in Pisces is trying to Jupiter in Cancer. And I think this is, again, our ability to communicate our desire to care for and nurture other people. So we have, you know, a strong, compassionate nature. And if we're not, you know, doing uh, drugs and alcohol, if we're not trying to escape from our lives, you know, barring those of us that might be, you know, still involved in, in that kind of behavior, um, there's a strong capacity for compassion, empathy, understanding, nurturing, all these beautiful Pisces cancer qualities coming together. Venus is in Aquarius. It's the friendliness of love. And Mars is in Libra. It's the action of commitment and compromise. Not necessarily an easy energy for Mars, but nonetheless, it's being there for eight months. And those two are in a trine. So Venus and Mars are in a trine. And that customarily makes for good news in our love relationships. If it wasn't for the fact that Venus was square to Saturn, which can make love relationships a little bit heavy. However, what is it that Saturn's asking from us? Intimacy and depth and, um, you know, something at a very um, profound level of connection, maybe, you know, even through sexual connections and Scorpio uh, rules um, sex. And, um, you know, Venus squaring Saturn can feel kind of heavy, but why? Because this is a more social Venus, which is going really well with Mars, because it's a very social Mars as well. But the Saturn energy on Venus right now and for the next week is going to make the idea of needing to have intimacy in the face of just wanting to have, you know, you know, just, you know, people be together and have a good time, that kind of thing. Venus in Aquarius, it's very more friendly, whereas Saturn in Scorpio is more intense and more needs a lot of emotional connection and emotional recognition, not Venus in Aquarius's forte. So if you find that you're in situations where um, your lover is feeling a little heavy for you, a little emotionally needy. Uh, try not to be distant and cold, as Venus in Aquarius could be. That's not necessary. But more appreciate and um, connect through these other wonderful Pisces elements 
um, the emotional side of relationships and that honesty and connection is really on the table. Um, Venus, right, trine Mars, Venus, square Saturn. In, in total, they kind of balance each other out, I think, in a nice way. So there's a lot of energy of compromise. Express your needs and, and, um, and perhaps find that someone is capable of listening. The rest of the global energy is still Uranus square Pluto getting closer and closer to that April 20 through 23 grand cardinal cross. And that's your Global Energy Minute. There will be more about that next week on Thursday. I'm Dr. Craig Martin, and I'm going to be talking tonight a little bit about um, uh, the moon and the moon's energy in our chart, but I'd like to get to a caller, um, uh, if it will turn on here. Oh, good. Hi, area code 916. You're on the Inside Connection. Hi. I just saw that your show was on. I've never called before. Um, okay, this moon is in Pisces. My natal start is a Cancer moon. Do you oh, have, well, can let, you add let, anything let, to let, that? Yeah, sure. Let me put your chart information in. What's your first name? Diana. Um, have I ever worked with you before? Not unless your show was called something else. I don't no? recognize it. Okay, what's it. the first initial of your last name, Diana? M. And your birthday? Five seven. May fifty four. Nineteen fifty four. Mm-hmm. And your birth time? Um, it was like I think it was one fifty PM. Okay. One fifty one fifty PM and I think I did work with you before, but it was a long time ago. Um Indianapolis, Indiana? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, awesome. Then I have Great. to talk to you before. Yeah, a long okay. time ago though, because this is this is yeah. So your question was that your moon is in Cancer, and what and 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 how do I interpret that? Well, how would I expect now with this moon in Pisces and what you were saying about Cancer? How would that impact me? <laughs> well, you know, no, it's fine. What I think what's really interesting about your chart is that you have a couple of planets in Cancer. You actually also have a planet in Scorpio. And so you're involved in multiple levels of what I would call watery trines. Neptune is trying your Saturn. Saturn is trying your moon. The moon right now is trying your Saturn. Um, Jupiter is conjunct your Uranus. Jupiter is conjunct your moon. It's a, it's a, in your chart, it actually looks like a really good time for friendship. Have you been making any new friends? Or have you had any friendships that have deepened? Well, I'm mostly I'm no, not really, not yet. No? I feel like I, I feel like I have, but I, I've been involved with helping someone heal, and it's pretty much taken all my time. Okay, but I'm gonna be gonna be back on my own Monday, so. Okay. Well, the energy in your chart is very focused on the 11th house because that's where Cancer is in your chart. Mm -hmm. You have Moon and Cancer in the 11th conjunct Uranus. So it's about having, like, I guess a variety of friends from all different walks of life. And perhaps you're an emotional caretaker of those people because it's Cancer in the 11th. So Cancer is a nurturer, the protector, very maternal energy. 
Mm-hmm. So the way in which the, all the water in the chart affects your chart, which is a really great question, is that it brings you to, I guess, a stronger connection with your compassionate and emotional nature. It brings out the, your desire for compassion, empathy, emotional intimacy, emotional honesty, nurturing, and protection of others. And it's a big part of your chart. You know, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a really big part of your chart because you even have Pisces on the cusp of the house of relationships, intimate relationships and contractual relationships. So um, at, a, at a couple of levels, um, the element of water, emotions, feelings, and, you know, a connection through feelings is extremely important to you, even though you're a Taurus. <laughs> I don't think I really fit the Taurus. I never, I never really. If you read what a Taurus is all about, it really doesn't fit me. I pretty do you much feel fit. Very, do you feel very watery? Meaning, do you feel very um, emotional, sensitive to others? Yeah, I'm empath, empathic uh-huh. for sure. <laughs> and you have, you know, a lot of a lot of planets also in houses that are ruled by fire. Your sun and your Mercury are in the ninth house. Your Mars is right on the cusp of the fifth. You have Pluto and Leo. So, you know, you're very spiritually oriented, very desiring to discover the higher truths about life. Um, You want to work very hard um, to potentially, uh, you know, bring your creative energy to other people, do something creative for other people. You're very dedicated um, to your spiritual path and being able to bring that spiritual energy into something practical. That's where I think the earthy part of your chart uh, is going to emerge, is that there's going to be a lot of um, a lot of earth energy connected to spirituality. I mean, the higher truth is lovely, but I think you want, to make, you want to bring it into the practical realm. You don't just want it to be like, oh, that's great, you know, but you're like, okay, that's great. That's great as a philosophy, but what can that actually do for people who are alive and living on the planet? <laughs> oh, yeah, I've had to do that. I've had to figure that out many times over. <laughs> but but I, I can work with nature, too, because... To me, nature is spiritual, so... Listen, it's actually yeah. really good to speak to you. I have somebody else waiting on the switchboard, and I okay. want to get to them, but it's really okay. it's nice to chat with you again, and thanks for listening to the show. Okay, thank you. Okay, hon. So let me just do a short thing about the moon, and then I'm going to get to my other caller there. So I, I, I was really inspired tonight because of the moon in Pisces. It's an extremely deep connection that we all have. Pisces rules the collective unconscious, and the moon is connected to the unconscious part of us all as individuals. But predominantly, the the really big message about the moon, the one that I think we can all, like, it's, we can all really take in, if we can take this in, is that the moon is a vessel that holds the energy of, our, of the sun. So, in other words, if you look at our personalities, we have a, a, a yang energy in that yin-yang Chinese philosophy, an active, motivated, ego-driven principle. <clears throat> and that 
part of us that's active and, and ego-driven. We, in fact, live in an extremely yang society. You know, everything about the way we live culturally on the earth right now is very male-dominated. Go out, conquer, make your peace, you know, cut, get your little slice of the pie, all of that. That's all yang-oriented. But the truth behind the balance between yin and yang is that the yin energy, which is ruled by the moon, is equally important in the manifestation and preservation of life in general. And as human beings, obviously, we can't get away from the yin energy. We're just a little unbalanced or perhaps a lot unbalanced, depending upon your perspective. I think in the global thing of millennia, we can't really become that unbalanced. But we are in the way that we're affecting the earth right now and each other, that the yang energy is very strong. And the yin energy um, is the energy of the moon, the vessel that holds the consciousness. So, in other words, if we want to be able to go and manifest something in the world, it's the fact that we have a moon energy about us that can hold those actions. When you're looking at the um, the law of attraction, one of the principles is to be able to do some kind of an affirmation. That's yang. But yin energy, the moon, your unconscious energy, is your ability to allow that conscious thought that directive to rest inside of a vessel where it can gestate so the you know the the yin of life is the womb it's the seed it's um you know it's the 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 bowl that's holding the little fish in it you know that that, that sits on the kitchen counter. That's all the yin. Without without that, without the vessel to hold it, then we know what happens, right? If the if the what's inside the seed didn't have the seed itself to protect it, if the the developing uh, baby didn't have the womb to develop in, there wouldn't be a baby. There wouldn't be a seed. There wouldn't be a fish in the fishbowl, right? Because then the fish would just be on the counter, and that's not good. So the idea is that we have to be able to understand our moon energy in terms of that it holds the 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 energy of our sun as a way of working together in the manifestation of the things that we would like to accomplish that's the really deep part of of the moon is that the moon is the yin to the yang of the sun i'm going to go over to my caller on the switchboard Area code 917, you're on the inside connection. Hi. Hi, how are you tonight? I'm good. Good. Um, have I talked to you before? This is, yeah, this is Vivian. Hi, Vivian, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Vivian, what's the first initial of your last name? W. Right, so you're April 26th? Mm-hmm. 94? Mm-hmm. 6.05 a.m. in Queens, New York. How are you tonight? I'm good. I'm good. You got a lot yeah, of strong have, energy in your seventh house. Huh? I had a question about yeah, go ahead. Um, the, the eclipse, since it's happening so close to my birthday. Like, is it going to, like, affect me? 
You know, it, uh, we're, we're, it's a great question, and I'm definitely going to do an eclipse show, but I can, ask, I can answer your question. Uh, it's an annular eclipse, which means that it's not going to quite cover the sun um, mm-hmm. because, um, right, you know, understand what that means? It means that the moon is going to be just close enough to the earth that it actually isn't going to be able to cover the full disk of the sun, but the entire moon is going to be in front of the sun. When the when we have a total eclipse of the sun, then the moon actually blocks out the sunlight. In an annular eclipse, mm-hmm. we're still going to see a ring of sunlight around the moon. Uh, it is it is happening on the um, the 29th. So and it's happening at. Um, uh, looks like nine degrees Taurus, right? It, it will be within five degrees of of your of your sun, and since your sun is in the first house, um, and it's going to be an eclipse in Taurus right in your first house. Also, it's going to be in opposition to your Jupiter, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think that it's going to bring you some kind of money or a um, some kind of a negotiation with somebody for money because your Jupiter rules your eighth house, which is about contractual agreements uh, from a financial, you know, the working out of contractual agreements, so jointly held money. It rules so my eighth? Oh. Jupiter rules your eighth because Sagittarius is the cusp of your eighth. So um, mm-hmm. because it's close to your sun and the sun in Taurus, um, and it's going to be in opposition to your Jupiter. You have Jupiter in the seventh, and it's the ruler of the eighth, and you have Jupiter in Scorpio. I would say it's going to bring you some kind of a financial negotiation, either a new business client, a new business partner, some somebody who wants to do something financially with you, something like that. Are you looking for that? Like a, like a, I mean, I'm actually looking for a job currently, but... Not really. Yeah, like well, that energy partner. is going to be very good for finding a job. Um, especially if the way in which you're working with somebody is like you're working either for one person or you're doing some kind of assisting of one person or you have a very specific boss if it's a company job um, because it's going to be about a very specific relationship that you develop. Mm-hmm. I remember last time you said something that I would meet somebody like after my birthday did you or something i don't remember i'm not exactly sure what you said i don't remember uh-huh yeah i was well, just wondering the reason like, that i said that was somebody? because saturn is actually conjunct your moon's north node in scorpio in the seventh house so to me it, it's it's f- bringing a focus on your destiny which is to have a relationship with someone but it, if it's financial if it's about a boss or a business partner, that's another kind of relationship that you could manifest at this time. So, so I'm seventh talking house about like is not entirely about though. love relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, although I mean, you've got so much Scorpio and Moon and Scorpio, I would imagine it would manifest something sexual. But it doesn't have to be that, you know. It doesn't have to be. Um, and you got a big birthday coming up, right? It's a mm-hmm. big birthday. It's a birthday that ends with a zero. Yep, I'm turning yeah. 20. <laughs> I think it's exciting. I think that's exciting. 21, yeah, it is. 21 22 is huge. You know, you're going to have um, 
you know, Uranus in, in Libra, um, squaring your Uranus in Capricorn, you're looking forward to uh, two years of really building a career and having a lot of exciting changes in your career and sudden opportunities mm-hmm. at work. And it's just going to really blossom for you as you head towards so your, I- what's called... Uh-huh. Like news, sudden right? opportunities, like what do you mean, like good things, like yes, or like anything bad for work and career? Absolutely, I see that. You'll have Uranus in the uh, sixth, and it's going to be in Libra, so it's going to be about the people that you partner with. And I would start developing, you know, some kind of a database of relationships, people that you meet wait, when Uranus, you go out. Uh huh. Uranus transiting my sixth. Uranus or? right now is. Oh, I'm sorry, it's in your twelfth. I'm sorry, it's in your 12th. Yeah, because I, I, yeah, it, it is in my 12th. Yeah, that's, I, that's I me that. being dyslexic. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's good Uranian energy, though. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm going to... So... you have any other questions right now? I mean, um... Like, do you think I will find a job soon? Yes. Because I'm actually looking for a job. Yes, I do. I, think I really want to be in, like, in a relationship. But, like, I mean, like, I'm just, like, waiting for, like, the right person. Like, do you think I'll meet, like, do you think I'll well, be in a relationship Well, you know, this, summer, this summer Jupiter's going into Leo, and Leo is in your fifth house, so that rules romance. So you have a lot of strong, strong energy for, you know, developing a relationship this year. Are you planning on moving? Planning on changing where um, you live? Um, not really. I mean, okay. I hope not. Um, just because Jupiter is going into your fourth house during the, the, like, sort of, I would say even June, June, July. Mm-hmm. So the possibility for you to move or, <coughs> sorry, expand where you live, redecorate it a little bit or something is very strong. Mm-hmm. Vivian, I'm going to let you go because I have a really short show tonight. And um, mm-hmm. thanks for calling in again, though, okay? All right. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So I want to thank everybody for calling and um, for listening to the show. I think that the, uh, that the energy of the... Um, of the moon is particularly powerful for us all because it contains our will. It contains <clears throat> the uh, the focused will of our lives. And in the um, you know in the tarot, <clears throat> the first two cards after the fool. The fool is just the energy, not just the energy, but it's the energy to jump in without without having to consider consequences. But it it really represents more about the idea that we jumped into a life. And the yin-yang balance is represented by the next two cards, the magician and the high priestess. The magician, more about the direction of conscious will. And the high priestess, the blank slate, the, the, um, the empty womb that's ready to receive creation. And when you see that your own moon energy in your own chart is the vehicle, the vessel for moving us into what it is that we want. Like particularly, let's say, in in my last caller, um, the example would be that her moon was in Scorpio in the seventh house. So for 
for her ability to actually make the kind of uh, money that she would like to make, she has to establish relationships, intimate relationships with other people. And for Diana, who called before that, she was also a Taurus, but for her ability to, uh, you know, feel secure, again, it's a Taurus thing, feel secure, earn money, she needs to move towards nurturing and protecting people as the vessel that holds the energy for her conscious directive. So anyway, that's the, um, the show about the moon. Um, I hope it was interesting. I was really interested about it myself when I was sitting there um, just meditating about the moon today. I, I was like, wow, this is really intense. But it, it could have had to do with the fact that the moon was in Pisces, and so it brought me into a really deep place. I'm Dr. Craig Martin, and you're listening to the Inside Connection. I'll be here next Thursday on Blog Talk, 8 p.m. Pacific. I'll talk to you then. Good night. Bingo.